0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to These Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me as always, Zach Bartle. Zach, what's going on, man?
1: Dude, I'm flipping through some old comics from the early 90s. And I'm <laughs> nice. going to show them to my son tonight, who was born in 2008. I'm really excited.
0: What comics you got going on there?
1: Oh, well, they're they're apropos to something everyone is talking about these days. <laughs> they are called the Infinity Gauntlet.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah.
1: I, I've been enjoying it greatly going. I, I remember when this was my whole world for one summer. This uh Somebody killed
0: Wolverine? No. <laughs> Dude, I still I remember like when hearing about Superman was dead. That was just crazy. The death of Dude, Superman. I bought like nine Doom's copies dead. of that. <laughs> Did you Did ever Did you s- buy a bunch of those? Uh no, I was a little too young at that point to to buy those. I'm a few I'll years rub that younger in now <laughs>
1: Dude, I'm turning 40 in a week. I don't want to talk about how old anybody we'll, – we'll talk about how old our guest is because he's old, <laughs> further than me. But uh, I remember buying so many of those Superman comics, and they were like shrink-wrapped in all black. I opened one to look at what was inside. Yep. And then like thinking, oh, these are going to be so valuable. And then I, I remember looking it up when I was in college and being like, oh, these are worth half of what uh, I paid for them <laughs> with the newsstand price.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That's that's kind of funny. Did you ever see the Doomsday that came out? The movie, the animated movie that came out. I don't know. I guess it was about six or seven years ago. Yeah, it was way better than the Doomsday in the
1: uh, Justice League or the Batman versus Superman movie. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> which was like a Ninja Turtle, like the bad Ninja Turtles from the new movie. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay, so not to get sidetracked. Well, actually, to get sidetracked, did you did you see Ready Player One when it came out?
1: I did not. No, you did not, I don't know why, uh, but I have no interest in that.
0: It's great. If I mean, did you did you read the book? No. Oh my goodness, Zach. With all the references that you and Ted have to eighties, uh, I, I can't believe you haven't read this thing. Like it is just a glorious mashup of eighties references, um, and then the movie does a really good job of it too. But the one disappointing thing about the movie is that they use the new Ninja Turtles instead of like the old eighties ones, and that was just that was it broke my heart when they did that.
1: See, now I'm never going to see it.
0: (laughs) It's only in one scene, though. The rest of the movie is great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're going to go ahead. We're going to get to our guests in just a second. I'm going to let Zach introduce him. Uh, But before we do that, I want to give a shout-out to Mission Aware. Once again, thanking them for everything that they did for us with the uh, contest. As soon as things are ready to go, uh, I'll let let the fans know that we are – when all that stuff is put together and being sent out. Um, Don't forget, it was a big big deal going on, so it's going to take a little bit to get all that stuff put together. Um, And as soon as that's ready, I will... Uh, Just blast it out on the podcast, Twitter, Facebook, all that cool stuff. Uh, But do want to shout out to Mission Aware. Don't forget to check out all their products. And we have Mother's Day coming up in a couple weeks. Um, And so if you have a mother who is into reform stuff or a wife that's into reform stuff, uh, not only do they have cool stuff for guys, T-shirts and things like that, but they also have great T-shirts for women as well. Um, So you can check out Mission Aware and pick something up that they might enjoy. Zach, anything to add to that? I was going to say, did you see that I, uh, I confronted Jeff in love? Yes, I did. I, got, I saw the uh, live Facebook feed that you sent from that. <laughs> that
1: was great. And, and he was super nice, like I knew he would be. And then I was just like, oh, man, this is not that interesting. But then the, the great coda to this story is that the next day – I was uh standing up there with uh, my boy Johnny Shekels, trying to decide which uh t-shirt to buy. Yeah. Either the Five Solas or the the Trinity emblem. Yep. And uh I decided on the Trinity emblem and he and he went down under the the table and found uh the right he's finding the right size. He comes up with both t-shirts, hands them to me and says, "Don't worry about it." Like 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 we're in the mafia and like just like don't worry about it. And don't forget like, the oh, cannolis. Yeah, well that guy knows how he you know what? He he uh he bought me off and I I all my all my even my funny affected angst about uh the happy rant store is gone now.
0: Give give it three more months. <laughs> well, I'm hoping I don't have to give it That's three right. more months. Oh man. Um,
2: now
1: our, our guest is is his mouth is f- filling with blood as he bites his tongue because he has things to say about anything comic book related.
3: <laughs> That's true. You have no idea. You said you, you said I actually have two copies of that black bag Superman in my garage in my box of ten thousand comics
1: with the black I, armband inside. Oh,
3: I have, so, oh, I don't even know what's inside. I wouldn't <laughs> open it. If you if you open it, you ruin it.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you can sell it for three ninety five or something now if you keep it in mint condition. <laughs> there, listen, there's going to
3: come a day when those are going to be really valuable.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They, they printed – they were like America Online CDs when that thing <laughs> exactly. came out. Like, shoving oh, them in so every grove <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. People you, may you be wondering were- who we're talking to, so let me get that out of the way. I, I assume most people who listen to this podcast know your voice, but they may be trying to place it because you've been kind of uh, – uh, you know how Batman disappeared and everyone thought he was nuked, and then he showed up—you know—in a, a, a quaint diner. <laughs> Italian diner, yeah. That's exactly what this is like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and I'm I'm the Alfred in this case, and I'm just kind of giving you that like approving <laughs> nod.
0: <laughs> wait, wait a minute. What does what does that make me? I mean, the only other person in that scene was Anne Hathaway. That's you that's are, kind of odd.
1: Selena Kyle, my friend. That's who you are in this scenario. I hope you guys are having a nice glass of wine together. But, but uh, our guest today is Frank Turk, who, uh, because of extensive um, confusion with the apologist Frank Turek, who I, I don't even know anything about, uh, he, he's going on online by, what, do you say it? FX Turk? FX Turk? FX Turk, that's right. FX FX Turk. And uh, you probably know, Frank, from years and years of blogging on Team Pyro, uh, from you know speaking at the Nines and some other things, uh, from uh, being an internet menace that must be stopped for a long time, and then famously walking away from it all a couple of years ago, uh, which I thought was an insanely baller move. And I first met <laughs> Frank. I, dude, do you realize this? When I interviewed you on my old blog that's now defunct, that was uh, 2009, Nine years ago, I know, and we right? talked comics, and then you drew a sketch of a comic character you had created, and I yes. put it in the, the in the text. So that was pretty absolutely. fun. Absolutely, yeah,
3: absolutely, yeah. That's I, I was just talking to Phil Johnson about this this last week. That was like peak Pyro. Those those two years, like ten and nine, nine and ten years ago, that was like peak Pyro.
1: Yeah, one every day. Yeah, and and the the center of many a controversy. Absolutely, and and you say you say they they will probably know me. No,
3: they won't know me. That's that's the whole thing. Long ago, as, as, <laughs> as famous, no, 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 as famous as famous as everybody who read the blog thought we were. Nobody knew me. Come on, <laughs> come on. I don't know if you go to if you guys got. I, I know Zach. You you work in a church. Maybe somebody that you you work with knows me. Nathan, what do you what do you do for a living? Roughly, so we don't we don't give it all away. I'm a teacher. You're a teacher. If you go into your school tomorrow, if you went into your school district. And you ask them, "Hey, could you tell me who Phil Johnson is?" Nobody. Blank stares. They'd be like, "Phil Johnson."
1: All right. well, a it, relief pitcher for the '87 uh, White Sox, right?
3: Exactly. And then if you said to them, "What about what about some guy Frank Turkey? You now goes by FX Turk." They'd be like, oh, what are you? What are you like walking around in alleys? Who are these people?"
1: <laughs> right, but Frank, like, I'm saying, I mean, anybody who listens to the Gut Check podcast better know who you are.
3: Well, they
1: they and probably we, we run, have by some overlap. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah, some overlap. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but here's the thing, okay, Frank. Enough.
0: Don't don't feel bad about that because if I went into my school tomorrow and asked people if they knew who Tim Challies was, they wouldn't know that either. So, I mean, <laughs> oh, that's, if you went into you his school
1: it. and asked if they knew who Nathan Bell was, yeah, they'd that's be like, right. Eh?
0: Does he work <laughs> yeah, here? Exactly.
1: What? Exactly.
3: <laughs> that's exactly right. No, I, I, you know, it doesn't offend me because that that is actually my point, right? That this this whole idea that there are famous Christian bloggers, it's a spoof on, it's a spoof on itself. There are no famous Christian bloggers. You know, Tim Challies. Tim Chally's is is not is not more famous than the than the woman from the '80s, the that old woman who used to say, "Where's the beef?" She's more famous than Tim Challies.
1: That lady is the money, though, dude. Don't don't you know undercut how awesome she was. Hey, Nathan. Yeah, you, man. Uh,
0: do you want your show back? Ah, uh, no, you guys take it away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had no I have a long night me, so I'm just going to like you know crash out here while you guys talk
3: Before you get to me let me give <laughs> you <some laughs> <more> on me <laughs> Before you before you get to me Nathan how did you what is what is which reference is these go up to 11 which one are you oh, using
0: Oh gosh. this is this is spinal tap man
3: Yes all right that's the right one there yeah. are others that's what are the the others? one uh, you, I knew you'd ask me that, Zach. And I should have come. Up, I should have researched it. But I know there's at least one other that is that's derivative of Spinal Tap.
1: So.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Do, no, you're Greg. Not familiar with this podcast? What's that? Do I have to answer that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I guess not. You, you should go back and you should binge it. You go back to the beginning and you hear Nathan and Greg Dutcher. Um, holy cats, man! Just a and we were we, Nathan and I have some chemistry. Okay. Nathan and Greg, it was it was like the dynamic duo. Oh. Like like it was like Batman and Catwoman. <laughs> hey, at least you so don't say hot. boy wonder you there. It's
3: kinda violent and kinda hot is what you're saying.
2: <laughs> right.
0: Moving along. Oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I totally I have to title this episode that now Batman and Catwoman. <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> Remember when you were Do on the it. Gut Check podcast and we wound up talking about Catwoman's sexuality for uh, a period of time? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that was because like in the news.
3: <laughs> because those were the days when she was dangerous. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> oh man, and it's been all defunct now to a uh, you know.
2: Oh, thirties! So, it's so thirties, dude, with a beard. So
3: exactly, <laughs> exactly. Dad bod. Ben Affleck playing Batman. Come
1: on. Uh. <laughs> you know,
0: Turk, let me let me move us forward here a
1: minute.
0: Oh, you, I was going to take us back for a minute. <laughs> oh, take us back! Take us back! <laughs> I was I was just going to say, Turk. So, bringing up Ben Affleck, who would you put in that role of Batman? For the for the you new know, I Justice a, League stuff.
3: I had a really interesting conversation with a friend of mine when we went to see Infinity War. I'd make Henry Cavill Batman. Mm, okay. And make somebody else Superman. Cavill as Batman, he would make an incredible Bruce Wayne turn to Batman. He would be incredible in that role, I think. Okay. And then and then, you know, Superman is a dime a dozen. Yeah,
0: I guess I mean, you can get I guess the, that's you can fair. get the
3: kid from Smallville to play Superman.
0: Oh, that would be great. Tom Welling is I think
3: it would. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was great.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think
1: we need an American Batman, but call me, you know, old-fashioned.
3: Nah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's they're all cursed. Once they play that role they're cursed. So, maybe maybe it's good that Affleck did get the curse.
1: Oh, weirdly, Clooney's uh, career did all right, I guess. Ocean's yeah, well, 72 and everything.
3: Let, let's not talk about Clooney's Batman suit. That, I think that, the, we, we, that would be the bridge too far.
1: Dude, on Easter, on Easter, I said the words, nipples on the bat suit from the pulpit. <laughs> and I said, that is the oh. first time and I hope the last that ever in any sermon... The words, <laughs> nipples on the Batsuit. <laughs> I was talking about Doubting Thomas, how he's only known for this one thing, and how Joel Schumacher has made so many amazing films. But every time you see him interviewed, people are like, so Batman and Robin was a turd, huh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Talk about talk about ruining your resume.
3: That's the worst.
1: <laughs> but he doubled down on it. Like There were nipples in uh, – uh, weren't there in uh, Batman Forever? Yeah, that's next like, su- subject. That's where they started. Subject. <laughs> but then he kept them. Why would he keep them? Why do you keep them?
3: It was uh, Clooney. He wanted it that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although, can I, can I just say, like, true confessions here? To me, Clooney as Bruce Wayne, now, I, I didn't really enjoy him in the Batman role, but I did like him in the role of Bruce Wayne. I thought he, he did was a, really a weird good job with he, that. He
3: was a weird update of Adam West. I thought I thought I thought there was a very straight line there in those portrayals.
1: Mm-hmm. You, you guys, you can't beat you stinking cannot beat uh, Michael Keaton. Oh, it's no, just not going to act Oh, not at all. No, I agree. I totally agree. The darkness in his eyes. And just he was born for that. Well, absolutely.
0: Zach, here's the and thing. Birdman. Though. I'll, I'll do you one better. Um, Kevin Conroy as the voice of Batman in the animated series and went on to yeah. do it for over guys, a decade.
1: I got a, con- I got a confession.
0: One day my
1: son was feeling a little under the weather and I said, hey, you want to watch some shows that I used to like to watch when I was your age or when I was a little older, you know, 12, 13, whatever. So I bust out The Flash with John Wesley shift, oh, the, yes. the old 90s one. Yes, nice. yes. And then I bust out Batman the animated series, which I was – borderline obsessed with for a while yeah and you had guess to be. what i thought they both sucked oh, they didn't hold what? up at all I was, oh. I was that was my reaction i was like why don't i like this what and my son was bored out of his gourd and i was like all right let's uh let's watch the new flash because uh, that uh, is more exciting and it's got the same guy in it yeah
3: just, <laughs> yeah just different role yeah. exactly
1: <laughs> the music was good the colors and the imagery were good the stories were lame and the dialogue was just it wasn't like, ha-ha, you know, elbow, nudge, nudge, isn't this kind of old-timey noir. It was just like, I wrote this in 45 minutes. Here you go. Say these lines.
0: The, the Batman Maybe. animated yeah. series, I will say, it does get better in later seasons because I did the same thing. I went back and watched the first um, season, and I was like, all right, this isn't as solid as I remember it, but in later seasons, it does get better. And then when you get to Batman Beyond, with Kevin Conroy as old Bruce Wayne and then Will yes. Friedle as Terry McGinnis, that holds up in my opinion. That is that is a great uh, kind of spin-off series that they did.
3: Yeah, I think I think you're right. And I and I, I'll tell you what though, of all the Batman animated series, and I, I know you guys are going to fight me over this one, Batman: The Brave and the Bold is my favorite.
0: That was pretty good. I actually liked that one,
3: dude. I, I thought that was the bomb. My kids loved it. I loved it. It was it was so. It was so cross between 1960s Batman and 1980s Batman. I just thought it was amazing.
0: Yeah, and it was the um, I forget his name, but the guy who did the voice in the Batman movie was the one who did it in uh, that one as well.
3: Yeah, he was. He was the guy from the Drew Carey show. Yeah. What is his name? Yeah, he's got that German
1: name, right? Um, Dietrich something. Dietrich something. Yes. Yeah, he's got a good like like low like Bruce Campbell voice. Yes. I think the best Batman, man, this, we're a bunch of nerds. Um, <laughs> I love it. This I is think a the great conversation. Batman movie that I, if far from my point of view, as a comic fan who was pretty exclusively Batman Punisher, that's it. And spinoffs, um, mostly obsessed with Robin. Do what you will Freud wise with that. But, uh, <laughs> granted I was 14 and wanted to be the 14 year old fighter, but, but like, uh, my favorite one is uh, the one with the where Jason Todd comes back. I think it's uh, Under the Red Hood. Under the Red Hood, yes. yes. Oh, that's oh, that quite good. good. Yeah. The, it, and that one is one where like I I had to put it on the top shelf because I was sure at some point my kid you know would be like seven and be like, oh, cartoon, and pop it in. And i be like, oh, what? Yeah, exactly. Scarm for life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dietrich I think it's Bader. 13. Dietrich Bader. That's the, uh, that's that's the guy's it. name. Uh, okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, he's also from Office Space.
0: Yes, yes. yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that guy's great. Uh, Should we talk about controversies in the Gospel Coalition, or is that just too much of a downer?
0: I don't. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying the comic book discussion here. Yeah, that's, <laughs> all
3: that. that's what I'm saying. That the, the, the Gospel Coalition stuff is a downer. So <laughs> let's not, let's not go down. Let's go up someplace.
1: Oh man. So hey, Frank, tell me this. Did yeah. you have, do you have in your boxes of comics yes. the Infinity Gauntlet uh, miniseries from 1991?
3: I have, I have all of it. The Gauntlet, the War, there's the, I can't write, it's the Infinity something afterwards where Adam, Adam Warlock is distributing the stones yeah. and guarding uh-huh. What is that called? The Infinity the, Quest? Quest, maybe. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. All of that. I'm I'm a huge fan of Ron Lim, and I am a gigantic fan of Jim Starlin. He is such a – he was such a clever, brainy comic book writer. I just really liked him.
1: My favorite guy of all time has always been Chuck Dixon. Okay. I'm drawing a blank. He did pretty much all the Punisher stuff. He did all of the uh, 90s Robin, like Robin, the Mm. miniseries, Robin 2, Robin 3, and then like the first five years. And then he did Nightwing, all the Nightwing solo stuff for the first few years of that. He created Bane, um, and then he got drummed out of the the whole industry, out of Marvel, out of DC, because he has conservative politics. And Uh, uh, nobody would hire him. Last thing I know of him doing was uh, a graphic novel about Bill Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and, and he writes books and sells and, ebooks and, and
3: our crumb was illustrating that i guess
1: it, it, i don't know who did it but it was somebody legit <laughs> it looks really good but but it was not i mean like he can't get back in on the machine at all it's just it's not happening. oh yeah You're, it wasn't you it know, wasn't crumb I mean but
3: go ahead yeah yeah Comic publishing is like that. You're either in or you're out. You know, It doesn't matter what you did last year. It doesn't matter what you've done historically. You're either in or you're out. You know that, that happened to John Byrne all the time. You know, He was in at Marvel, and then he pissed people off, and then he was out. And then he was in at DC and did all kinds of awesome things, unbelievably great things. His OMAC uh, miniseries was incredible. He did all kinds of stuff for them, and then he was out. And, uh, it's be- and And it was because of who he was. It was because they didn't like him as a guy. And and you know it, it seems stupid to me to not like a guy who's making you all this money. Yeah, right. That's uh, you shooting
1: yourself in the foot for. That's you know right. these guys aren't super principled. I mean, it's not like we're we're curing cancer over here.
0: We're right. we're making that's
1: comics. Right. That's right. Funny paper, <laughs> yeah. funny pictures.
3: These are the funny pictures.
0: That's actually my. my go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just going to say that's actually kind of what happened to Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster too, who, yes. who wrote Superman. They. You know, They started out and they were doing great. And then for – well, like maybe you know this, Frank, um, or should I call you Turk or Frank? Do you care?
3: Whatever. All right. Turkish.
0: Call him Turkish. Turkish? Tur- you right.
3: Call me Turkish. Just okay. call me whatever makes you happy.
0: Um, so Turkish, maybe you know this. So for like 20 years, they were basically like just down on their luck. Um, I, it was uh, – I think – uh, Jerry Siegel was living in this like one bedroom apartment in New York, just scraping oh. around, trying to get work and things like that. Finally, when the Superman movie came out with, uh, Christopher Reeve, they, they got their names back into the spotlight. It was like a huge outpouring of fans who finally were able to get their names back out in the spotlight, and they were kind of able to retire modestly. But it was years before uh, they were back in and, and getting any credit as being the creators of Superman. At that point,
3: oh, absolutely. I mean, I think there was actually some some legal activity there too, because it oh, yeah. was it was it was actually. I it's it is it, it isn't quite criminal, but it was absolutely just unethical what oh, publishers yeah. would do to creators at that time yeah. if you if you invented something back back in the 40s 50s and 60s you invented Green Lantern dude that belonged to DC comics and you had nothing that was a DC comics creation and you you got Jack are you gonna if, if you script me some pages this week I'll pay you but that's it
0: Right.
1: Well, yeah. you know, but that led to the the opposite side of things, which was just as big of a gong show, the whole creator-owned oh, Deal oh, Brother which, Image I mean, Comics. Yeah. Yeah, right. And that you know, Rob, what's his name, uh with all the the pouches on the belt and everybody's pouches got and 600 giant
3: shoulders and pecs and 16 yeah. abs and <laughs> the wrong number of – his six-pack is actually like a
1: case. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> Women have the wrong number of breasts. It's like he hasn't even seen humans. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, somebody somebody, t- somebody t- told him about humans once and he's drawing <laughs>
2: these pictures.
1: And, and what's funny is then like Deadpool uh, becomes this huge deal but only because somebody was like, this is so stupid. It should be self-parody. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that is
3: that is what happened. You know, the, 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 the Deadpool series that came out in the late 90s was uh, written by some guy named McGinnis, and I'm trying to remember the artist that drew with him. And I'll tell you what, that first run, that first 20 issues of that comic, those were some of the funniest Amazing, great comics. And it wasn't about the hyper violence or the vulgarity. It, it was really this exi- these existential jokes mm-hmm. that, that Deadpool would tell and play on himself and play on others. It was
1: amazing. Those comics were great. I have never seen any of those.
3: Oh, man. you got to look for that in your comic shop, dude.
1: I, you know, I gave up on comics when I moved here. I used to have a, a, a guy – He'd pull my titles for me and set them exactly. aside little that was bag the guy Oh, that guy was awesome. His, he had like his eyes looked in two very different directions <laughs> and he was and he had a cat named Newt, Neutron, and we called him Newt that was just walking around free in the store Absolutely. and I would go in there for hours. It was great and and I think what happened was things took a huge left turn all at once, like yep. po- politics wise. Uh, people started using the name of Jesus Christ as a a curse word without the squiggles. Um, and you know, there was a major, like the, the, uh, sexuality identity stuff being pushed in a a bunch of titles. And I was like, you know what? I'm 28 years old. I, you know, I'm moving, I'm pastoring. I guess it's time to stop spending 25 bucks a month or more on comic books. And I just never found the new place. Yeah, that's
3: mm. that's pretty much what happened in my house. I mean, I I you know I grew
1: up. I loved comics. I have all of these comics.
3: Some of the comics, even back in the 70s and 80s, were probably not fit for use for kids that are 12 or 14 years old. But but you know there they, they are. And and, and uh, as my kids started to grow up, I started to sort through the boxes, you know, to, to introduce them to comics. And then when I took them to the comic shop, I was like, is this is this a comic shop or is this like are the adult toys in the back room? Yeah, like, what I, is this yeah. place? You know, and and there was one rack. This guy, this guy was at least he understood where his bread was buttered because he had one rack that was always spine out, so packed full of those little those little paperback versions of like uh, uh, Marvel team up with Spider Man and uh, and the Archies and uh, Teen Titans Go and stuff mm-hmm. like that for kids. You know, and right. and huh. uh, you know a dad would come in with his kid, and there'd be four dads and twelve kids. Around this one rack, and the whole rest of his store full of face-out comic books. Nobody, could, nobody could even walk over there, you know, for fear that your wife will see you looking at these titles. Right. And uh, and 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 you know, he was making all his money there. And I asked the guy, I said, "Well, why don't you, why don't you, you know, shrink the side of the store where nobody walks and expand this stuff?" He's like, "This is all there is. Mm. This is it." Mm. And I'm like, "Well, that's that's pretty sad." That's pretty sad you know Tur- so
1: Turkish C- can you on the fly make that uh, the metaphor from that to your experience as the uh, owner operator of a Christian bookstore <laughs> <laughs>
3: it is a one-to-one read. There's no metaphor there. It's exactly the same thing. It's, a, it, it's not a metaphor. It's 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 not even a simile. What would that be? It would be a. It would be an It's not even an analogy. It's, it's a one-to-one redundant. relationship. Yeah. It's redundant. <laughs> Absolutely. That's exactly what a Christian Christian bookstore is. You know, I turned I turned everything that was decent face out, and I had eight feet of books, and everything else is spine in, and it's a, it's just a you know, it's a it's a it's a dog's breakfast in there. I mean, I had I had four feet of, uh, of uh, reference books, you know, where you'd find your your Strong's Concordance and stuff with, with that level of, uh, of, of fortitude in terms of reference books. We had twelve feet of Bibles, you know, and we tried to keep the keep good translations heavier weighted than you know not great translations. You know, I think I had one shelf of the Message, but then you know, people are coming in and you know, women who come into Christian bookstores they want fiction. Yeah. So you know, if you don't have if you don't have 16 feet of fiction, they're they're gonna go to Lifeway because Lifeway's got 175 feet of fiction. You know, (laughs) you know, if you don't have T-shirts, you know, I had one rack of T-shirts. If you don't have 12 feet of T-shirts, people think that you don't know what you're doing. It's it's crazy.
1: There's nothing wrong with Christian fiction. Some people uh, attempt to make part of their living that way. I'm not. I'm not running
3: down Christian fiction. I'm just saying that if your life is based on Christian fiction, if all of your Christian reading is Christian fiction, probably need to start over.
1: <laughs> so, so hey, Phil that, Johnson doesn't know the gospel. <laughs> what? Uh, I was just violently segueing us back to our original topic, Um, (laughs) but never mind. What did you guys think of the Infinity War movie?
3: Oh, dude! It was. Did you guys? You guys have both seen.
1: Oh it, yeah. Yes, yeah. and mild spoilers ahead. Probably major oh. spoilers ahead for listeners. Yeah.
3: Oh, I'm going to tell you something. If you're if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched it yet, forget it. All the spoilers are coming. Oh because yeah. This this movie.
0: We are going to dissect the crap out of this thing.
3: I'll tell you what. There were so many good things in this movie. If you're a comic book fan and a Marvel fan and a Marvel movie fan. If you did not love this movie, there is something seriously wrong with you. This was a great yes. flick. Yeah, you know, I'm just thinking. You know, for me, I'm just I'm thinking about the moments where I was just like, oh, if they do this, they made this movie for me. Just think about when when Vision and Wanda are getting attacked in Scotland. Yes. What is it you wanted to see? What is it you wanted to see? You wanted to, the camera to turn around, and there's this silhouette of a guy, and you know who that guy is. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh yeah. yeah! And then the light comes on, and it's Steve Rogers. Yeah. Oh yeah! Now things are gonna happen. Now the ass is gonna get kicked. That's this right. This is it. And in the this words, in, in the words of oh. Mantis,
0: uh, kicking names and taking ass. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> oh, dude. Exactly. There were so many uh, goosebumps moments in that thing oh, where, where I no, wanted to joke. stand up and
3: cheer. Yes. Oh, so good. The The, the antagonism between Stark and Strange. was yes. Fantastic. Yes. It's, it was – oh, it was just – It was everything you wanted to see in that scene. It was great. You know, the 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 first scene where where Strange is in his hoodie walking down the stairs of the St. Norman, Wong's (laughs) behind him, and he's like, What do you mean you don't have any money? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. He's like I don't have any money. I, I protect the thing. I'm not I don't have any money until yeah. like, well, i I'm going to the deli. He's like wait a minute. He pulls up, I've got 300 rupees. He's like how much money is that? Oh, it's like a dollar 20. <laughs> he's like oh, give me a break and he's like I wouldn't say no to a tuna sub.
1: <laughs> and then boom. What a great scene. Yeah, and awesome. then boom. It's chemistry between uh Spider-Man and uh, uh, Strange. Yeah. Also Tom, Tom Holland is the he he
3: should have been. He was born to play Spider Man. Yeah, he is Spider Man. If he doesn't have spider powers, there's something wrong with the world. That kid is the bomb as Peter Parker.
1: I I can't watch the other one. I can't watch that oh. guy who he's always crying and looks like he's pooping. Yeah. I can't watch that old ones. Those old ones anymore. It's just it, it's no good. And, and then now. Uh, What's his name in the in between ones? He was always just oh, like whatever. Exactly
3: the kid with the tall hair, Andrew. Whatever his name was, Andrew Garfield. Garfield. Odie, yeah. Odie. yeah, 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 yeah,
0: Odie. yeah.
1: Exactly, dude. And when the Iron Spider costume <laughs> came oh, out, oh
0: yes, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, so good. That was so good. Can I? Can and, I just and, you say know, too?
3: And did your heart break? Did your heart break with Pepper? Over the phone is breaking up with Tony. I'm, I'm dying there because I was so happy to see her in this movie because oh, yeah. Tony needs Pepper. But there he is saving the world, and she's like, I can't do this anymore. Oh, Tony.
1: Oh, but but here's a question I have. Why wasn't he like, you have extremists. You need to come here and help me. Because he cured her of extremists, he the did. End of, yeah. Yes, it's in the it's in the montage at the end of
3: of Iron Man three. He gets the his heart transplant. I
2: done, remember that
3: he solves her. He solves the extremist problem Uh-oh. and allegedly destroys all the armors. And, and they're supposed to live happily ever after. His contract was supposed to expire, but. Of course, you know, for a hundred billion dollars, everybody would be Tony Stark. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if you can be that cool one more time, why would you not? Why wouldn't you? Exactly. Is anyone as cool as Robert Downey Jr. being no. Tony Stark? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Although, Nobody. I, uh, guys, when when Civil War was go- was on, I obviously, I mean, I'd read the comics, I knew the broad strokes. Mm-hmm. I was thoroughly. Team cap. Oh, yeah. You got how normal people were team cap. Yeah. Posers were team Tony.
2: Yeah.
0: There's no question. (laughs) Yeah. There's no getting around that. I mean, Captain America, like every single, going back to Civil War, every single, you know, argument that they were posing to him, I mean, just how cool and collected and composed. It's like, you know, when they're talking to him about, you know, being accountable, and it's like, look, the safest Uh, hands are still our own. You know, what if they send us where we don't want to go? And what if they don't send us where we need to go?
3: That's right, and and I thought I, I have to be honest. I thought they were going to screw that all up because nobody. I mean, you you have to you have to have this kernel of common decency and and basic American values really to get Steve Rogers. You yeah, know, and yeah. I just for that for any writers to be in that writer room writing those lines. To get it. Uh, it. It's stunning to me. I mean, even at Disney, you know, there's, right. there, 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 I didn't have any way to think that they were going to get it right. And there's Cap doing the right thing. Yeah. The guys.
1: Get, same guys who wrote, uh, There's Only One God, Ma'am, and I'm pretty sure it doesn't dress like that. I mean, like, right. they, exactly. they had it <laughs> exactly. Now.
3: But then they're the same guys who wrote Peter Quill's line in this movie, which I almost walked oh, out. Oh, the at.
1: Jesus one! Oh my oh, gosh! Oh yeah. my gosh! And that guy's that guy's alleged. I mean, I don't know much about him, but I, I've read his testimony like he's a believer. And and so the line we're talking about, if you just don't care about spoilers, is um, the the Guardians of the Galaxy are in a Mexican standoff, if it's okay to call things that anymore, yes. uh, with some of the Avengers, and they think that each of them thinks the other guy is working with the, the other team's working with Thanos, uh, and he says uh, Doctor Strange master? says. Who's your master? And, he, and, and so uh, Star-Lord says derisively, what am I supposed to say, Jesus? And then he goes, oh, so you're from Earth. So now we're not in this fantastical world, a la, you know Tolkien or somebody, where different rules apply. No, now we're in the world where there are these gods, and then people on Earth follow Jesus, but it's something to be scoffed at. Yeah, I, 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 that took me out of the movie pretty, pretty- Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I was
1: it was hard for me. And,
3: you know, and, and here's the thing. OK, so this is this is the kind of elder at my local church. I am. I, I had my care group come with me to the movie. So I'm sitting in this movie theater with all my Christian friends and that line comes out. And I was like, oh, oh, my heavens. And we walked out and they're like, Frank, there was no way to see that coming. You couldn't have known that was coming. That was the worst.
1: It was yeah, just the worst. What were they trying to gain with that? Like, I mean, I get I, how they exactly had to something how did that how did show be you was
3: yeah, but there's a there there was a funnier line. I'm sure yeah. there was a funnier line.
1: You mean there was a funny line?
3: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean yeah. it was meant to be a joke. It was meant to be Star Lord potty humor, except taken to the you know, the the colossal degree that they tried to take it and, and it's just a big fail.
1: And there were so many good lines that he had in that. Oh, I mean yeah. all of my my favorite was the oh, plan is him good, him. except that it sucks, and maybe I should do the planning and then maybe it'll be really great. Yeah. Exactly. Or or the whole scene with him and Thor. That was that was.
3: Stunning. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, my
3: gosh. Him him changing his voice and them saying, you just change your voice. <laughs> I did not change my voice.
1: Came away with both my eyes, too, though. So no big deal. <laughs> Honestly, though, I don't think they surpassed. I did. I did like it and, it. and it's up there. It's tied for first with some other Marvel movies. But there was nothing in it that gave me. Like you remember in in uh, Winter Soldier, which is by yes. by far my favorite Marvel movie, by one far, of my favorite, absolutely, you know, action movies. When he's in the elevator, and oh, he yes. notices, oh, and he goes, "That's right." Before this starts, anybody want to get off? I want to get out. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. <laughs> I watch it all day long, over and over again. <laughs>
3: Although, Absolutely. Absolutely. That scene that's that scene could just stand alone. That if the, if I had paid $14 and that was all they showed me, I would have been That like, would have been worth that it. Worth it. Yeah, <laughs> that was
0: worth it. Yeah. I was going to say though, nobody the Marvel has done a great job because nobody makes a second entrance like Thor. Like when you go all the way back to the first one and he's killed and then he comes back with his hammer. And then you go into um, Ragnarok, where he's like lost his powers, and then he gets them back. And then this one, where he gets Stormbreaker.
2: Yeah, I mean, you
0: just you can't beat those entrances where he's just coming in full blast with the lightning.
3: Absolutely,
0: never been a big Absolutely.
1: Thor fan. You know, in the comics, it was the other Thor, the bearded guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Eric something. Yes. Um, uh, that during the Infinity Gauntlet, which which is weird. There was an Infinity War comic, but it was kind of incidental and came after this story they were portraying in this movie. But I guess it's just a better title. Um, yeah. But but I I have never been a big Thor fan, but these movies Hemsworth is pretty good, and and uh, he he makes you he he, he plays up the ha- the the cheesy campiness just enough, but yes. with a straight face just enough so you care. Right. It's, right. It's pretty well done.
3: Well, I think that that has evolved, though, right? Because the first Thor movie was nothing like that.
1: Yeah. The, well, it was yeah. too, like, it was too was straight, yeah. right?
3: And and then the second one was too dark, too heavy. And yeah. then the – and then the uh, excuse me, that's my wife. <laughs> that's my wife playing the Wonder Woman tune. Um, <laughs> uh, I was – Hemsworth and Thor. Yeah, the first movie, not great. The second movie not great. Then the third movie sort of, sort of went out on a limb. It said, what, how could we do this different? Right. And yeah. it went, it went very, it, it really went full on guardian. Right. I mean, right, right, it was very much in the mold of guardians, except a little cleaner, which I really appreciated. And, and I think that what they did was they took the best moments that Thor had in the Avengers movie, yeah. you know, those, yeah. like he's my half brother,
2: you yeah, know, yeah. That,
3: the, those moments. And they said, that's that's the Thor we have to do, that he's this – he's a dude. He's like the cosmic dude. Yeah, it's a
1: bro. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You yeah, let him was, be what he looks like he is. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, Point break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, strongest Avenger. First Avenger. <laughs> Point break. So I don't know, Nathan, if you um, – no, you were too young. Okay. Turkish, what did you think about the, the deviations from the uh, the comic book story? Namely I, I, the absence cool. of Mistress Death, who Thanos is really the whole time trying to woo. Yes, yes. See, I think that that I think it's interesting
3: how they have made it possible to not make that necessary. You know, mm. I, I think in the comics, and, and in the comics, see, that is such a that is such a deep thread in phineas's own character from yeah. the beginning from when he's a when when he's a, a marvel captain marvel uh, enemy, right? When he mm-hmm. lives on Titan with his father and his siblings, and and he's Marvel's enemy there, and he's not really this cosmic enemy yet, but he's still kind of powerful all the way to the beginning. I mean, that's what his name means, right? It's not it's it's a compression of Thanatos, mm-hmm. Thanos, you know that that that's that's his deal is death, and eventually he comes to love and worship death. And he wants her to love and worship him, but she either scorn she either scorns him right because he 's not enough right. or she worships him because he 's too much, but she can 't love him the way he loves her right that that whole storyline in starlin's in starlin's development of Thanos is just so clever it is so. It's so cosmically uh, perplexing, you know. It's again, it goes to Starlin's existential writing of comics that he does a he does this thing where he's really kind of trying to look at deeper questions than who's going to punch who in the face next, uh, even though he does that so well as well. But
1: uh, it's metaphysical.
3: But, yeah, exactly. It's metaphysical gut punches, exactly. So it's, it's so it's quite good. But I I, I personally think. That it is uh, it's interesting where they have Thanis right now. Right. Because he's mm-hmm. used the gauntlet. He's achieved his goal. And then he's sort of sitting in his hut looking out over the universe, thinking that all all will be well. Right. And we don't yeah. really and we don't really have a way out to say, you know, things can be fixed because it doesn't seem like things could be fixed.
1: Well, so, I mean, spoilers for the next movie. I think we know Nebula is still around, and if you've read the comics, you know what's going to happen. But Well, we
3: hope. I hope. I, that would be so cool. I think that would be so cool if that's really what happens. That would be unbelievable. Um, but but here's the other thing, Zach, because you asked the question so well, uh, You know that what, what do I think about the deviations from the comics? I think the really incredible thing about the whole Marvel cinematic universe is that it is – it is a version of the comics without being slavish to the comics.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, all yeah. everything about these movies is is a it's a it is kind of the fan. I don't. I, I, this is the only way I can say it: the fan service movies versions of those comics. You know, because Steve Rogers' origin, it's it's not exactly like the comics, but dang it, it's so good. You know, mm-hmm. the, the Red Skull so good and not like the comics you know yeah. the development of the avengers so good and nothing like the comics
1: it goes beyond yeah. the movies though to the to the television i mean look at look at uh all of the defenders same thing except except for yep. iron fist i mean like it, Matt has, Murdock, you know the best thing. line
3: in that series is when they say you are the worst iron fist ever that's the best line <laughs> in that series <laughs> But yes, no, I'm with you, Zach.
1: Finish what you were saying. I was gonna say the Punisher, same thing. Like yes. I mean, very not very different, a little different, but in a way where you're like, this works, and you're that's you're right. respecting the source material, you're not bowing before it. That's, that's exactly that's the right.
3: That's exactly right. And I personally think that's the big problem with Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield can't figure out how to do homage to the source material. It, it's it's this. I don't even know what it is. It's the it's the worst TV superhero show. I think ever. It's I, I just can't get attached to it. There's nothing about it that appeals to me. It's it's the worst. I mean, they, they, they had characters on there that I was dying to, to to see more of. You know, they they did a version of Batam Mask. I'm all about that. if you know anything about the early seventies Fury and his fight against the life model decoys in SHIELD, that was a that was great stuff. That was fantastic stuff. They they basically waved it up in the air and, you know, they made a half a pizza out of it i mean it was terrible it was it was rotten that show is that show annoys me i, I don't even watch it anymore it is so bad
1: sir i'm sorry you don't have any strong opinions on any of this stuff <laughs> Oh
3: no, man this is this is my wheelhouse dude you think blogging about religion was my wheelhouse? this is
1: my wheelhouse oh believe this me man i know. Dude, because, you know you know what you you and i get together uh, you know detroit a uh, big boy or or the Whatever the pizza place that gave me diarrhea and stuff. <laughs> we weren't talking religion. <laughs> we were talking comics.
3: That's right. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's exactly right. And, and and this is how I know, Zach, that you're really my friend and not just some guy. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was growing up, Zach, so so in, in Rochester, New York, there used to be this place called Empire Comics. And it had it was such a it was such a great comic book store that it had two locations and it actually advertised in Marvel Comics. And they actually usually had a quarter page where you could order back issues at comic book boxes and bags. It, it, I mean, they were they, they were the deal, and it was run by these two brothers who were twins. And one of the brothers was the one he. They each worked at one shop, and one of them was Jimmy. And me and my younger brother John would go into the comic book shop. They would they would pull by. They would pull your bag, right? And and if you didn't buy your bag. They'd call you, and you'd had a week, and then they put it on the shelf, and then they wouldn't pull the bag anymore. Yeah,
1: you, you know? don't shop but, out of the bag; you buy the bag.
3: That's right, you buy the bag. They pulled the bag so they would buy the bag. But, but the funny thing was that this guy Jimmy, he, we, J- John and I called him Jimmy the Gypsy, because he was, because, <laughs> because I'll tell you something: if a if a comic book store could be a pawn shop, Jimmy would run it because <laughs> because that's the kind of that's the kind of guy he was and i'll tell you something you know some comic book stores had like they have some of the back issues right they, mm-hmm. they 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 you know if you go browsing for something you might find it you might not it's kind of like a rummage sale i'll tell you something if you bought if i went in there and i bought nova number one the first nova no number one and i took it home with me, i bought it and i put it in my file cabinet i if i went in there two weeks later Jimmy had a new Nova number one in the box. He was not going to be out of stock. Nice, he, was, nice, he was the man. He was, he was also evil because if you got a guy's name wrong in a comic book, he'd be like, no, no. You better take, you better take your bag home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me ask you guys. Oh. Have you ever been to Midtown Comics in Manhattan? No. Oh, oh. my goodness. It Can is. You? Oh, yeah. It's great it's great my wife and i love going to new york city and um we go there once or twice a year and every time we go midtown comics is um one of one of the places that i have to go every time um even though i've probably you know seen everything there is to see there i still i love going there and just looking through everything over and over again um pick up comics every once in a while it's just oh it's a great place to be it's and it's it's weird because when you think about Manhattan and you think about the real estate and everything, particularly in Midtown, you're literally a block away from Broadway. They have two floors, two full levels of comic books there uh, to oh, just browse man. through. It is it is unbelievably great. If you ever get a chance to get there, that is a place I highly recommend,
1: 100%. I've only ever been to New York with Ted Cluck, and there was no way he was going to be going to a comic book store. <laughs> <laughs> That's the
3: coolest snob you're ever going to meet. I swear.
1: <laughs> if it was a sports memorabilia store in comic exactly, store, maybe exactly. <laughs> if it
3: had if it had baseball cards and comic books, maybe he maybe he'd darken the doorway.
1: Yeah, if if it, if, if it's his kind of nerd and my kind of nerd, but uh, yeah, I've I've been uh, really excited because when we were on the way home from the movie a couple days ago, my son said, "You have those comics, right?" I said, "Yeah." He's like, "Can I read them?" And I I said, "I have to look through them first. And I just did that. And yeah, there's some they're they're goofy death scenes. The -hmm. way that Thanos kills not just half but all the heroes who are assembled by Adam Warlock to get him—it's it's it's all like goofy, crazy, almost like almost like Roadrunner or Itchy Scratchy, something like that. Right. Exactly. Well,
3: it's like it's like the scene where they're in nowhere, right? Where he turns one of them into a ribbon and the other one into blocks that fall. That
1: happens in the comics. Exactly that. Exactly that. It was his brother. That was fan service. Yeah, you're right. His his brother, the guy who he takes his mouth away too. He's got the Wolverine uh, haircut. Good yeah, grief. Yeah, uh, uh, it's not Firefox. It's something like that. Something like that. Yeah, he turned him into like the ribbon, and he was it, the torture of Nebula was even worse. She was like rotting oh, yeah. and like dead but alive. Um yes. But it was it was really disturbing in the movie. Like her, you could see her brain. Yeah. I That's a I don't know if it's organic brain or what they have going on with her, but. Uh, yeah, it was it was the perfect combination of new stuff and old stuff, and honestly, I am very afraid because the the last three or four times a two parter type thing was wheeled out to us in in the big blockbuster movie sphere, and and raised the bar like this. You know, I'm thinking about Pirates of the Caribbean two. Remember that? Oh yeah. Uh, and then the third one was a turd. Or I'm thinking about like, uh, uh what do you call the Matrix Reloaded? And I know oh, a lot of people yeah. don't like that second one at all. I thought the second one was money. The third one was just a turd. And I'm like, they oh, better yeah. get this right. The second half of this story. Yeah, but let's 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 be
3: fair about a couple of things here. I mean, first of all, how many movies? How many movies does Marvel? Does Marvel Studios have right now? I mean, they it,
0: I it's, I don't think it's nineteen with this one.
3: Yeah. It's it's an insane number of movies, and how many how many of them actually were were a three or worse? Four maybe. Thor. Oh yeah, the two Thor movies probably a three.
1: Yeah, right? I, I'd say those right. two, and then I'd say uh, probably I, I, I well, no. I mean, Ant-Man Don't was good. not say anything bad about Ant-Man. Exactly. No, I'm not Ant-Man's going to. a great movie. I'm going to say Iron not, Man 3 wasn't that 3 was, yeah. was about, It was a three and a half oh, star. no way. Iron Man 3 was the best of the Iron Man movies. No, it was not. Oh, like, by a lot. Iron Man 1 is the best of all of those movies. No, no way. No That's way. Incredible. I'm, I'm hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay,
3: but that my point here. Now, listen, not to get distracted by whether or not you're wrong about Iron just, Man One, which you are. <laughs> the, the, this is this is what I'm trying to say. Given their track record, there's no way this movie is is going to be a failure. Now, it might disappoint a little. I think it's possible, but I'll tell you something. All of the movies that I really love in in the Marvel in the Marvel Cinematic Universe are Russo movies, and I yes. have confidence in those boys. Yes. they get it. They get it. And I'll tell you something else. The thing that, that, that keeps, me, keep, keeps me engaged with Marvel movies is that – and I'm going to say this this way – the disney esqueness of them. Mm. You know, there is, a, there is a texture. There is a quality, a production value in Disney movies, even those stupid high school musical movies where, where these things are done in a way which – there's not another way to say it. They're professional and they're artistic. They get all the beats of the kind of movie they're supposed to be and i think that's that that is probably the the best thing that has happened to marvel is that these these things came together so well and i just i just have total confidence and i and i have a lot of confidence in it really because uh, I mean, the reports are that they have sort of double shot the movie, right? That they shot the first movie and kept shooting till they were done with the second movie. Right. And maybe they'll have to go in to do some reshoots. But they knew from the beginning what, how this the second movie was going to end. And that's the formula for making these things successful,
1: not making it up on the fly. Yeah. Which is what they did with like the, the Pirates movie. Right. Exactly. When, when, you, when you get behind the eight ball and you're like, oh, we'll figure it out. We've made great movies before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, no did you guys uh, speaking of the Russo brothers? Did you did you notice uh, Tobias Funke? What? No. In, in, well, there because in, in uh, Civil War, I saw
3: the credit.
1: They put the stair car in the back, right? You saw, at the at the airport, the blue <gasps> blue staircar oh, in did. the background. Yeah, in, 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 at that that amazing scene at the airport, and then in this one. They put – in the right when they, you go into the collectors, which I guess it turns out to be altered reality, but right. you think it's real. Right when they go in, you look to the left, and in like a little – one of the little cells is is Tobias in full blue man makeup with the cutoffs on. You're oh. lying. I'm not, dude. No, I I'm totally missed that. Now I got to go
3: spend 15 bucks to go see that movie again.
1: Well, you wanted an excuse anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I did. <laughs> There is, there is straight up Tobias. nothing funnier than a little Arrested Development dropped into the middle of, uh, and now I have like to that. not, now I have to not make the joke, Zach. Thanks a lot. <laughs> what, what, what that he that he, uh... don't say it, don't say it. You know what don't I tell you, get you yourself a tape recorder and 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 just listen at the end of the day.
3: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Do you ever
1: hear yourself?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well blah 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 That's blah. blah. The best. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh yeah! So so yeah! I'm just—I have total confidence. I am very jacked up about Ant-Man and the Wasp this summer. I yeah. think it's oh, going to yeah. be—it's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, Captain Marvel uh, out I, in know, March. I, I actually I have—I have, I, I have this—I've got this big shoulder shrug about Captain Marvel, right? Because of the closing credit scene, I'm like, what? I mean, she's this is this is out of the blue. This is literally out of nowhere.
1: But the suddenly, movie in and the movie in March is going to be set in the '90s, so right. they're retconning it so that she's already established, and they're calling in the, you know, the last resort of the last resort. Well,
3: how does how does Nick not know that she's not been evaporated?
1: Yeah, well, I don't think they, they realized people were being evaporated at that moment because right. they had not yet. He been. just
3: saw he just saw Maria being
1: evaporated. Yeah, true. Yeah. I don't, yeah, Hail I don't know. Yeah, Mary Pass I mean, though, maybe. Y- you can overthink these things uh, quite easily. I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I w-
3: I'm about to go full on nerd, so be careful.
1: <laughs> what have we been at? this just, about two and a half my, hours now?
3: Yeah, exactly. My daughter's in the living room laughing. She's like, oh, Dad, it's way too late for that.
1: <laughs> Before we wrap this up, mm-hmm. we got to talk a little bit about the uh, the shield you made and the, and the cosplay stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Do you still have the... the uh, the shield. I wore,
3: it. I, I wore the costume. I wore the costume to the movie. Why, why wouldn't I? My daughter wore her her Winter Soldier costume, and I wore my my Cap costume. Why wouldn't See, I? I thought
1: you were going to sell the, the Captain America shield years no. ago. No, no, no. It's it's
3: it's wooden. I mean, nobody really. Would buy. It looks good enough from a distance, but it is. Uh, but it is not. Uh, I don't think it's sellable. I don't think anybody would buy it. It's for no. me.
1: Did she make the the arm the Bucky arm?
3: Yes, dude. I have there's yes we we have won contests with this costume. The cool. uh, nice we, if you if you go to instructables.com and look up Winter Soldier costume. There's a there's a, an instructable there to build it the way we built it. We literally took pictures as we were building it, and the arm the way we built the arm was we took we 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 found this twenty dollar leather jacket and we took the left arm off of it and we un. Unsewed, it. we cut all the seams, so we laid it out flat, and then we made uh, we made a pattern for the arm, where we were going to cut the sh- the stripes for the for the metal arm out of uh, out of foam. But before we, we cut the foam, we actually laminated it with silver lamé fabric, and uh, once it's all glued together, once the la- once the the lamé is glued to the foam and you cut it, there's no frizzling, and it looks like stripes of, of steel.
1: Nice. nice,
3: and uh, and it gives you the flexibility. You know, everybody else is walking around with these casts that they painted silver, and it's like, why would you do that to yourself? That's the worst. <laughs> you know,
1: Nathan, Bucky's- have you ever wanted to get into the uh, the cosplay stuff?
0: Well, yeah, actually, there's uh, every year we would do uh, superhero day at school, and so one year I was the Hulk, totally painted my body green. Uh, Oh, yeah. One year I was – Commitment. Clark Kent, so I did the glasses and then underneath I had the Superman shirt with the tie half undone.
3: Yes. I did Wolverine.
0: I actually still have the claws for Wolverine. So like I'll legit – when I go Wolverine costume, I will cut my hair and spike it up and then I will grow my beard out to do my beard. So it's like legit – Wolverine hair and everything. Nathan, yeah. you've got
1: a little bit of a of a Logan look to your face, man. The jawline and stuff. I'll, I can see that.
0: I'll have to try to remember to send you the pictures. Two years ago, I did the Logan thing. I had a plaid shirt on with my jeans. I had my claws, and then I had the hair and everything done up. I'll try to remember to send you a pic of it.
3: Oh, you got to put it on your blog, dude. You got to put it on the blog for this po- podcast. I'll
0: I'll try to remember to put. Yeah, I'll try to remember to put it on the Facebook page for this. Yeah, there you go. And then, and then a little thing at the bottom says, "Don't mess with Nate; and he's a purple belt."
1: <laughs> That's the deal, right there, buddy. Uh, you guys, this has been so refreshing. The other, the last uh, episode I recorded of anything, uh, we were talking to Doug Logan uh, in Chicago, and I said, uh, "Has anyone ever called you Weapon X?" And and everyone at the table looked at me blank stares, and I was like, ah, uh, "Oh, you people—they're
3: not even. Those aren't even people. Where'd you get? Where'd you find those mannequins?" <laughs> Somebody who doesn't get a Weapon X, come on, come on. (laughs) I mean there's literacy and then there's literacy, right?
0: Before we go, I got to ask you guys this one question. All right, so Fox – or Disney has officially bought out Fox and now has the rights to X-Men.
3: How excited
0: are you to see crossovers now?
3: Oh, I'm jacked. And it's not the X-Men that I'm jacked about. It's the Fantastic Four.
2: Oh, yes. Oh,
3: brother. (laughs) Dude, I don't even care about Doctor Doom. They need to do a Fantastic Four movie with the Mole Man. They need to rock that thing. They need to give it the full Marvel. And let me tell you something. I have been waiting 53 years for that movie. I cannot (laughs) wait.
1: Unpopular opinion. I think the last one sucked, but I think the one with Chris Evans – and uh and uh, dark angel bad and i yeah, thought I it was like a those two, yeah. solid movie silver was, surfer and, and chickless is uh the thing yep. <laughs> exactly i own oh. that, that blu-ray i watch it maybe Absolutely. twice a year i think it's a pretty solid movie yeah. it's not bad it's I'm not just bad. just kind it's, of a chris evans you know how he, people have man crushes
3: yes i get it
1: <laughs> he's, he's amazing
3: <laughs> i get it he's so sweet
1: and he, and he plays. He can play like because uh, if you're playing Johnny Storm with all the swagger and all the arrogance, yeah. and then you're playing Steve Rogers with the you know the exact opposite, and the yeah. And he sells them both. Yeah. Yes. them Both. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. The guy's the man. Oh, you know what? You
3: you you've seen uh, Scott Pilgrim, yeah?
1: Uh huh.
3: Yeah. Oh man, he's he's great in that movie too.
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he, well, he's pretty much great in everything. And what's funny is like. I, at first, I saw him in like cellular or something a long time ago. Oh yeah, ago. yeah. And I was like, I, I thought he was just like a kind of a meathead. Like how I kind of feel about Channing Tatum now. Like, right? Yes. Eh, he's just like just there for women to look at, and he doesn't, you know, he can act fine, but he's not really special. But but he really won me over, and he was in the Losers too, um, another oh, comic wow. adaptation, and that was one of my favorite comic series. And they really nailed that, and it just – right under the radar. No one knew about it. No one cared about it, and it had Chris Evans as one of my favorite characters. Wow. (laughs) I'm going to have to look into that now. I had forgotten about that. Oh, you didn't see that? I didn't see it. Oh, you'll like it. It's it's almost better than the comics, really. Yeah. Well, how about Red? Red's a comic.
0: Oh, that was good. See, I've never seen the comics, but I love the
1: movies. Oh, the movies
3: are so good. Yeah, I don't even care about the comics after the movies. The movies were so good. Bruce Willis, you know, I sometimes I get. I mean, Die Hard obviously classic. Yeah, but he is so good in that movie. It, it, it. He's just so good in that movie. And and uh, and Malkovich. Is yes. so good at that <laughs> movie.
1: Exactly. I get to get the pig. Exactly. <laughs>
3: That's exactly right. It's and so when that good. lady
1: comes out and then he wanted to blow her head off, and they're like, no, she's yep. not. And then she's no, like, no, no. bad move, Grandpa. Can I shoot her now?
3: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> this whole thing has just been us going, reciting movie lines, and then going, yeah, that was great. What? A- <laughs> And it's a podcast now.
3: Absolutely. Go. It'll be a podcast. It'll live forever on the internet. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and uh, sign off now. Zach, Frank, we just rocked the Casba.
3: Oh, dude. I would do it again. These go are 11.